It's time for Money for Lunch, where we feed your brain and your business with supersized portions of business and financial news. Now your host, Bert Martinez. All right, my friends, welcome back. Welcome to Money for Lunch, where you can have lunch or at least share a little bit of time with some of the biggest leaders in the world. Literally, uh, we've had people from all walks of life, from business icons to Hollywood icons to uh, fitness icons, you name it. It's all areas of life. And uh, what we try to do is we try to make your life and your business a little bit better, give you some ideas to uh, consider, maybe implement. All right, so today's, today's quote of the day, the road to success is not easy to navigate, but with hard work, drive, and passion, it's possible to achieve the American dream. And that is by Tommy Hilfiger, the uh, fashion designer, Tommy Hilfiger. Uh, all right, speaking of making the American dream come true. Today on the show, we have Norm Blumenthal. Norm Blumenthal is an attorney for workers and consumers, selected as one of the top attorneys in Southern California. In 2017, Norm was inducted and recognized as one of America's most trusted lawyers in employment law. Norm Blumenthal is also a regular here on Money for Lunch. Always good to have him on the show. Norm Blumenthal, welcome back. Good. Welcome to good to be back, Bert, and uh, nice to talk to you and on this day and everybody listening in and um, everybody there. We're here to make you some money. I think that's part of the show. And and yeah. in order to make you money, you have to have representatives in in your Congress that are going to be for you making more money. So uh, what I want to talk about today, we're going to talk about a, a couple of issues. Uh, minimum wage and uh, student loans uh, being two of them, and uh, and uh, think in terms of okay, for these kind of law and legal changes, is this something that a Democrat's going to vote for or a Republican's going to vote for? So, for example, the first one w would be there's a, a bill in the House right now. It's um, HR 582. It's called the Raise the Wage Act. And it was passed by the House Education and Labor Committee recently, and it's going before the entire House of Representatives. And what it calls for is um, an eventual uh, minimum wage raise from the current wage of $7.25 per hour, which is obscene, to uh, eventually reaching um, 20, uh, $15 an hour by 2024. And so um, this is where they want to go. And the question is, if in your district or your congressional district uh, and your, your senator, is that somebody that's going to vote in favor of increasing your uh, minimum wage or against it? Now, let's talk about, about it. If, it. if this passes, this will generate more than $120 billion, billion with a B, in additional incomes for families, including uh, 23 million women and 5 million single parents. And, Bert, you and I have talked about this before, about velocity of money, putting money in the hands of people are, that are going to spend it. And clearly, if you put money in the hands of, of people that are now earning $7.25 an hour and take them up to 15 dollars an hour that's money that they're going to spend when they and they'll spend it locally 
and when they spend it locally. There's more money in town for, that everybody has, and it, it's, it's, it's a win-win situation for everybody where these wages would increase, and it's a win-win situation for the country because the, the money is going to be in the hands of people that will spend it. So this is something that we we need to think about because there's really no downside to this. I mean, people can talk about, oh well, you're going to raise the minimum wage. They're going to there's going to be less people working. It doesn't work like that because the money is all spent locally. And instead of going to the corporate parent way back wherever the corporate parent is located in New York, uh, and it's not going to be spent at all because they just can't spend the money. That's why this. Uh, Trump tax cut didn't do anything. If, if any, it just put more money in the hands of people that aren't going to spend it. All right, so let me ask you this. Let me play devil's advocate here because you know a lot of people are saying, "Hey, Norm, uh, this sounds great, but this is going to hurt my business. It's going to cost me more money. I'm going to. It's almost going to double my payroll. How is this going to be good for small business owners?" Well, it's going to it's over time first of all, it's a 5-year plan to get you to $15. It starts out at around uh, 10 and works its way up. And second of all, for most of the country, uh, the big part of the country in terms of people, uh California, New York, and there's 20 states now that already have uh minimum wages higher than the uh, federal minimum wage. So, what ends up happening is is yeah, you're going to raise your prices uh to cover it. Um, or you're, there's going to be the profits that are going to be made are going to be less. But these are for big companies. These are, this is not something where, you know, it, it's a small operation. These are, are, are mainly big companies located, you know, where where they're, they're paying their, their, their personnel minimum wages. That's why a lot of the um, uh, auto manufacturing plants are now located in the south. You know South Carolina and uh, Alabama. Uh, this is where the, why they're located there because they have these low, low wages. Well, all that's going to do is cause them to to have more wages locally that'll go. So it, it's the the, the the boogeyman idea, and you know, I, I, you are the devil's advocate there. It's really something that hasn't passed, and and the reason I can tell you that. It's because California has one of the highest minimum wages in the country, California and Washington State. And California is the fifth largest economy in the world. It's booming. We have a very low unemployment rate because the money that's increased that goes to people that spend it causes more business in that area and the velocity of money increases. So the theory that it's going to adversely affect small businesses has been disproved in California. Yeah. Well, you know what? And and if you look at it historically, it's been disproved over and over again, because when I was growing up, minimum wage was like three fifty an hour. And when people wanted to raise it to whatever, four bucks or four fifty, it was the same thing. And then it was raised to five dollars. And each time, you know, everybody uh, or I should say the opponents uh, would always uh, cry that, hey, this is going to kill the economy it's going to kill small business and it and it didn't do that i mean no. it, it didn't do that uh you know prices didn't soar out of control i mean this is the reality look minimum wage has been minimum wage for i don't know how long right we've been at 7 bucks or 7 and a quarter for a long time our gas has still gone up our food stuff has still gone up tell me 
you know, show me an area where prices have not gone up because yeah. we've been keeping a low minimum wage. It, it, you know, it almost has no connection. Right. Minimum wage has been at seven and a quarter for almost 10 years now. Yeah. And clearly everybody needs a raise. And in states where there, there are deep red states, they're just not going to do it locally. So there's, there's 20 or so states that are not going to do it. So we have to think in terms of how are we going to boost their minimum wage. And the only way we can do it is federally. And the only way that's going to happen is if people get out and, and vote for um, people that are going to uh, vote for this change in law. So I ask you, is it going to be a Democrat or a Republican that will vote to increase the minimum wage? Democrat. Of course. And so people have to put this on their chart. Everybody should have a chart and check off the things that are, are important to them. Do they want the people in their community to make more money? It may not be you. It may be somebody else. But generally in your community, do you want people overall in your community to make more money so they can spend more money so that everybody in the community will have more money? I think the answer is yes. And so if you want that to happen, you need to vote with your pocketbook and vote Democratic if that's an important thing for you. So that's, that is – and these, I'm kind of checking these boxes because I think people need to think in terms of, well, what can I do to make a difference here? We're talking about increase the minimum wage. I'm not a congressman. I'm not a senator. How can I do anything? Well, you do it with your vote or you do it with going out and supporting people who support your position so that other people will get out and vote. That's, it, that's our only power we have as citizens, and the Republicans do a good job at it. They get out their vote. There's nothing, you know, Republicans are fine Americans. They love this country as much as the Democrats do and vice versa. We all do. We just have different points of view, and we have to respect each other's point of view. This is very important, but by the same token, we can support our point of view so that in the, at the end of the day, in the election, our point of view has a chance, the Democrats, to prevail. And this is, right. this is a turning point. This is something right. that we need to really think about is minimum wage increase. So do they contact their congressperson or, the, or, or do they contact their, their representative? Where, where should they – who do they need to contact to, to, hear their, to make sure that their voices are heard? Okay. I'm going to give them a phone number now. This is, you'll hear a recording, and this will explain exactly what they need to do. If they uh, dial 866-426-2222. They'll get a recording that'll give them uh, a script and what to do and who to contact. Eight six six four two six two six three one, and that's the um, uh, group that is is pushing the. Um, it's called the EPI Policy Center. They're the group that's that's now pushing uh, to get the uh, bill passed through the House and go to the Senate, and then the pressure then goes on the senators, and then eventually the pressure will go on the president. And we, we need to know what this president's view is on real issues so that we can know by the time we reach the election, is this somebody we want to vote for or is this somebody that's, that's not going to be for uh, the, in, the individuals getting more money? The, the idea is, is that with 
an increase in the minimum wage, getting everybody by 2024 up to $15, and having what's called the earned income tax credit, which is that you don't pay income taxes on amounts below a certain level, you're going to have all the persons at the lower end, they're, they're, you're going to lift them up. People that have to spend paycheck to paycheck, they're going to spend all that money, and that will lift the economy now, which is, is, is sinking. The economy right. right now, we are our gross domestic product is dropping from the, the boost, they, that, that the small boost that came from the uh, uh, tax uh, bill, that's now dropped down. That brought it up to almost 4%. We're now we, we're under 2%, and it could go under 1% of the gross domestic product because there's, just, there's nothing left for people that don't have money. They have no money left to spend. So this is, is, is one area uh, where check the box. Is this something you want to see happen or not? And if it's something that you want to see happen with more people having more money to spend and, uh, and having a better chance and an opportunity, then you check the box for the Democrats. If you'd rather just see the, the money in the hands of a few and, and people, more people not having more money, then vote for the Republican. This is the choice that people have to make. But it's not an emotional decision. It is a, a nuts and bolts money decision. And, and, and I'm going to put the phone number uh, right there in the show notes. And for those for you guys who are listening, it's 866-426-2631. And it'll, this is a, a great service. It'll help you uh, connect with the, the right people. Uh, and again, it'll be in the show notes. Something else I want to talk about, too, is you and I uh, got together uh, not too long ago, just uh, last week, and we were talking about the massive, massive, I can't say it enough, massive $1.5 trillion student loan debt that is just, it's, it's obscene. Yeah, and, and and we talked about this, and, and there's an answer to that, too. So let's let's look at, at student loan debt. All right, there's $1.5 trillion. Now, all these kids that are coming out of school, they have this, lo- this loan debt. If they didn't have this, you know, anchor on their ankle or, you know, this noose around their neck, they would have more spendable income to go out and buy a house, buy a car, um, buy clothes, more entertainment, more food. You know, this is, again, a group of people that are starting out that they're going to spend the money if they didn't have this massive student debt uh, tying them down. And they can't get loans for housing because the, the banks look at it and say, well, I can't loan you any more money. The, the formula doesn't work because you have this massive student, student debt. Well, right now, sitting in Congress is a, another bill. This bill is sponsored by uh, my local congressman, um, Scott Peters. And this bill is, is a bill dealing with um, uh, ha- a different way to take uh, your student debt out. And what it does is, if it's passed, and again, check the box. Is this something you want to see happen or, or not? If you want to see this happen, you'll vote for a Democrat. If you don't want to see this happen, you'll vote for a Republican. And here is, is what it is. It's going to allow employers, the hire people, 
um, in different jobs, and it's especially true in the medical field where they ha- these doctors have this massive debt, and nurses, too, who go to nursing school have this massive debt, and teachers have, have massive debts, the, where the, the employer can pay with pre-tax dollars, that is, dollars that uh, have not been taxed, pay down the student debt for the employee. So, for example, the, the years you can see that your student debt will be eliminated, and it, the income that's used, the money that's used to pay down your student debt will not be taxed to you. So instead of, of, a, of a person having to, you know, get it, his, his income, then have post-tax dollars and use those precious dollars to pay down his student debt, he's, it's going to be like health insurance uh, where the companies pay. Um, it, the company is going to pay for the student debt in pre-tax dollars. You won't, the company gets a deduction for the payment, which is a win for the company still, uh, and it doesn't have to pay payroll taxes on it, which is also a win for the company. And you don't get the money, but it pays down your student debt, and you don't have to use post-tax dollars. So over the course of uh, the number of years you stay with the company, that will pay it down. Obviously, if you leave, um, there's you know no more obligation on either side. But this idea is another bill that's, that's in Congress, that if this is passed, we can start to see the elimination of, of student debt uh, in this country over time with people taking jobs and the, and the, the hospitals or the uh, school system, but they can use this money to pay down the student debt across the board, technology companies. And it gives a chance for people to go to school without having and, and graduate with having their student debt paid. At the same time, third third part of this of this puzzle is almost 20 states now have um, bill have passed laws where you can go to community colleges without paying for um, school. If you know you keep if you keep your grades up and you do well, you can go to school. But now there's there's a uh, a fight in. Um, in, in Congress, and there's there's a bill that's being proposed by um, by uh, President uh, Trump to end this. They want to um, end the idea of of um, of free colleges. It's uh, it's it, uh, President Trump is telling uh, Congress uh, to pass his bill, which is a 7.1 billion dollar tax cut up from the Department of uh, Education which is going to eliminate uh, public service loans forgiveness program. That is, if you go to college and you agree to uh, work in the pub, in, uh, you know, helping uh, out as a, as a public servant uh, for right. a number public of years, service. yeah, they'll pay off your loan. Well, he wants to get rid of that. He wants to freeze the Pell Grants, which is, is also money that helps um, kids go to college. And uh, this will basically destroy the ability of lower income people to, to get to get through school um and uh, and they won't be in a position at the you know same time as he's uh, spending money on his uh wall to uh, stop this massive invasion uh, coming in across the border that he claims is happening which is we know is not true so 
this is another thing. Well, is is this something you want to see ended? If you want the Pell Grants to end, you want the public uh, service loan forgiveness to end? Is it, if this is something that you want to see happen, then you should vote for a Republican. If this is not something you want to see happen, then you should you should vote for a Democrat. But people have to make their own own decisions and uh, decide w- what things are important to them. And um, these are the issues that are going to be issues in the next election and uh, what, what you need to think about. You, you know, so we, we need to, to, do, to do that. You know, it, it's also going to be in the next election. There's, there's an issue on uh, whether or not um, President Trump's going to be able to invalidate the uh, portion of the um, uh, Obamacare Affordable Care Act that stopped insurance companies from denying people in, uh, health insurance with, due to a pre-existing condition. And that's in the court system right now. And President Trump has just told the Department of Justice to take the position to support uh, the uh, states that want to deny people insurance where there's pre-existing conditions. So this is, again, it's, it, there's, there's real choices here that we, that we all make uh, when we vote, and you have to decide, is, is this something that you want to see happen in America where if you have a pre-existing condition you can't get insurance? Or is this something that you don't want to see happen? If you want to see it happen, vote for a Republican. If you don't want to see it happen, vote for a Democrat. So it's, it's, it's not something that's an emotional issue, you know, where we're, we're, we're past the point of whether Trump's going to get impeached and all the nonsense back and forth there. We're just dealing with nuts and bolts. That's why I like coming on your show, Bert, because it's money for lunch. And all we're going to talk about are the things that are important to people in their everyday life. And, and elections have consequences. And what's important to people is they have to make a decision on what's important to them. And these are the issues that are going to be coming up that are going to be important to them that's going to affect their lives. We're all stuck in this trade war, this this silly trade war that uh, Trump has gotten us into, where all it's done is increase the the trade deficit. It hasn't decreased, it's increased it because we're not selling more goods overseas and we're buying the same amount of goods from our from China because the Chinese are subsidizing the sell, Chinese sellers because they pay the tariffs. In the US, the the federal government doesn't pay the tariffs. We do because it's it's into the purchase price. So this right. is another another issue. If you if you if you want to be in a position where our trade surplus our trade deficit is increasing, and um, our goods and services aren't being sold overseas, then then you vote for the Republicans and continue this nonsensical trade war. If not, I, you got to vote for Democrats. And so there, there, you know, it, everything has consequences. So these are the issues that we're going to be facing in the in the in the next election, and I think they're good ones for people to think about. You know, when they're having their lunch, you know, think about the money. Think what's important to them. What is what is going to make their life better and their children's lives better? Do they want their kids to have a college education, which is going to be, is a right now a requirement for a good job, and they want them to have the ability to do that 
with or without the, uh, help from their parents, then that's something that, that the Democrats are, are working towards having available and something that the Republicans don't think is necessary. They think well, that, and, you know, just do it on their own. And, and here's something I want to point out. Look, uh, whether you like them or don't like them, voted for them, didn't vote for them, didn't matter. You know, one of the things that I appreciate about your position is you say, hey, look, vote with your pocketbook. So if you look at Donald Trump, you know, we have this thing called Camp David. And Camp David is what 99% of all our presidents have used. It's a, it's a very and it's a it's a it's a place where they have uh, designated as you know where, where they can have their meetings. They they sometimes host uh, dignitaries there and they try to resolve issues. Uh, well, instead of using something that was already existing that wouldn't have cost any money to the taxpayers. Uh, President Trump decided that he wanted to have all his meetings at uh, his uh, his uh, hotel, what's it called, uh, Mar Lago? Mar Lago. That's in Florida, yeah. Yeah, and, and so uh, they had to. I think it was. I think the bill is somewhere like I don't know, thirty or forty million dollars to be able to, you know, protect the president. Now. Yep. You know, my point being is that here's a gentleman that constantly votes with his pocketbook. And I think that that's what you want to look at. It's it's a numbers game. It's it's not whether you're Republican or Democrat, whether you think he's right or wrong, whether this or that. You have to look at it and say, look, across the table, this program here is going to be good for me, and therefore I'm going to vote for it because it's going to help me. Or, as you said, or you don't. You don't believe that program is good for you, so then don't vote for it. Right, and you want to uh, elect the person that because right now the the way Congress is set up, it's very politicized and it's it's in blocks. So you, they're going to vote in blocks. The Democrats are going to vote in their block. The Republicans are going to vote in their block. There's really no bipartisan legislation anymore where the Democrats cross the line or the Republicans cross the line. So at the end of the day. What you want to decide for yourself as a voter is what is going to be the most beneficial for me and my family. Do I? And what? One thing I think we've proven in California is increasing the minimum wage is most beneficial for all families. And yes. What it ends up doing is it, it puts more money in the hands of more people that are going to spend it. And that velocity of money carries over into all businesses and, and helped to make California now, which is the fifth largest economy in the world, and it'll help the rest of the country. So you, you decide that. Do you want your children to go to college? If you want your children to go to college and there may be you can't be the one that can, can afford it or you don't want to be strapped with the debt on it and you don't want your kids to be strapped with the debt on it, well, then you want to be in a position where college, at least community college, is available to them without any cost. And if they make the right grades, they can go to college without any cost. And if they have student loans now, there's an ability for their employer to uh, repay those loans. Well, then if you want that to happen, 
you'll vote, you'll vote Democratic. If that's something you don't care about, you don't have any kids, and, and you're making plenty of money yourself, then it's something you won't vote for. So everybody's got to decide for themselves what's important for them. And, and, you know, elections have consequences, and we've talked about in Money for Lunch, vote with your pocketbook. And as you, you've mentioned, you know, if, if you're a person who has all these issues uh, with your money, don't be felony stupid and vote against your own best interest and the best interest of, of your family. Absolutely. Norm, always a pleasure to have you on the show. Looking forward to having you back again real soon, my friend. Okay. It's always a pleasure, Bert, and uh, everybody out there. Stay on top of this situation. we still got time until the 20 election, but a lot's going to happen between now and then. Absolutely. Good stuff there from Norm Blumenthal. I'm going to urge you to vote with your pocketbook. I'm going to urge you to uh, dial 866-426-2631. 866-426-2631. I'm going to put it in the show notes so you can refer to it. As always, my friends, thank you so much for being here and share this episode with everyone you know. Remember, you were created to succeed. Tune in Monday through Friday here on Money for Lunch and check out our website at moneyforlunch.com.